Hi, welcome to Medicines and Stuff podcast. My name is Jerry Kempney. I'm a GB-based pharmacist independent prescriber, and here I talk about medicines and variety of healthcare topics to help you to learn more about this fascinating stuff. This podcast contains information for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Episode number 66, Angiotensin Converting Enzyme Inhibitors, according to NICE Clinical Knowledge Summaries. The choice of uh, angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitor, otherwise ACE inhibitor, usually depends on the person's comorbidities, local recommendations, and cost. Where possible, prescribe a drug that is taken only once a day and prescribe non-proprietary drugs where these are appropriate and minimize costs. Contraindications include uh, people with history of angioedema associated with previous exposure to an ACE inhibitor, people with hereditary or recurrent angioedema, uh, people with diabetes mellitus or with an estimated glomerular filtration rate less than 60, who are also taking aliskaren, pregnant women and those planning a pregnancy due to risks of to the fetus, Treatment with an ACE inhibitor should ideally be stopped as soon as pregnancy is detected and, if appropriate, alternative treatment should be started. Breastfeeding women, uh, ACE inhibitors are not recommended as there is limited information on their safety. Cautions are in people of Black, African or Caribbean origin or with primary aldosteronism uh, may respond well, less well to ACE inhibitors, people with renal impairment, hyperkalemia and other adverse effects are more common and the dose may need to be reduced. People taking diuretics, uh, those who have uh, diabetes, there's an increased risk of hyperkalemia and may also lower lower, uh, blood glucose. Those with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or aortic or mitral valve stenosis, people with peripheral vascular disease or generalized atherosclerosis due to risk of clinically silent renovascular disease, people with severe or unstable heart failure, initiate under specialist supervision, uh, those with uh, severe or symptomatic aortic stenosis due to risk of hypertension, and those uh, with collagen vascular disease Possible, there's possible increased risk of agranulocytosis. Blood counts are recommended. People taking high dose of diuretics on a low sodium diet on dialysis um, who are dehydrated or who have cerebrovascular disease, ischemic heart disease or heart failure may be more likely to experience first dose hypotension. Adverse effects include renal impairment, um, check renal function and electrolytes before starting and one to two weeks after starting an ACE inhibitor after each increase in dose and regularly throughout treatment. Hyperkalemia monitors serum electrolytes one to two weeks after starting an ACE inhibitor after each increase in dose and regularly throughout treatment. Cough is reported to occur in 4 to 35% of people taking an ACE inhibitor and may occur at any time after starting treatment. If the cough is troublesome, for example, it prevents the person from sleeping, 
and other causes have been ruled out, consider switching to an angiotensin II receptor blocker. ARB. Uh, angioedema ACE inhibitors can cause a non-allergic drug reaction which can precipitate angioedema. Um, stop ACE inhibitor treatment immediately and consider starting an alternative drug treatment. If possible, avoid ARBs as these can also trigger episodes of angioedema. Dizziness and headaches uh, occur most commonly in people who are hypovolemic or hyponatremic. If hypertension is symptomatic, consider reducing the dose or stopping ACE inhibitor. Hepatobiliary disorders stop treatment if marked elevation of hepatic enzymes or jaundice occur. This is a very rare adverse effect. Other common adverse effects include abdominal discomfort, alopecia, arrhythmias, asthenia, chest pain or angina, constipation, diarrhea, drowsiness, dry mouth, dyspepsia, dyspnea, nausea and vomiting, rash, myalgia, muscle spasms, pharesthesia, rhinitis, sleep disorder, syncope, taste disturbance, and vertigo. Drug interactions include angiotensin receptors blockers, uh, ARBs, and aliskiren, Concomitant the use of two drugs affecting the renin angiotensin system increases the risk of hyperkalemia, hypotension, and renal impairment. People with diabetic neuropathy are particularly susceptible to developing hyperkalemia and should not receive combination treatment. For people for whom a combination therapy is considered essential, specialist supervision with close monitoring of of blood pressure, renal function, and electrolytes is recommended. Monitoring should be carried out when treatment commences, then monthly, and also after any change in dose or intercurrent illness. Uh, diuretics, ACE inhibitors can cause a very rapid fall in blood pressure in, in a person who is volume depleted. Treatment should be initiated at very low doses. If the dose of diuretic is greater than 80 mg furosemide or equivalent, the ACE inhibitor should be initiated under close supervision and in some cases the diuretic dose may need to be reduced or the diuretic discontinued at least 24 hours beforehand. If high-dose diuretic therapy cannot be stopped, close observation is recommended for at least two hours following the first dose of ACE inhibitor or until the blood pressure has stabilized. Allopurinol, there's possible increased risk of leukopenia and hypersensitivity reactions, especially in people with renal impairment. Uh, B or WASP venom extracts, there's a risk of severe anaphylaxis. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, there's risk of uh, increased risk of renal impairment and hypertensive effect antagonized with concomitant use. There's possible decreased absorption of ACE inhibitors with use of an antacids. And amyloride, plerenone, heparin, cyclosporin, potassium, carinoate, potassium salts, tram, teren, and trimetoprim is a risk, increased risk of hyperkalemia. And monitoring of electrolytes and renal function may be advised. Digoxin, 
uh, concomitantly used with captopril can increase plasma concentrations of digoxin. Regular monitoring of plasma digoxin concentration is advised. Everolimus, sirolimus, and tamsirolimus, uh, so-called mTOR inhibitors, there's increased risk of angioedema. Alpha blockers, antipsychotics, anxiolytics, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, clonidine, cobenaldopa, cocaldopa, diazoxide, hydralazine, hypnotics, levodopa, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, metaldopa, minoxidil, moxicillate, uh, moxonidine, nitrates, SGLT2 inhibitors, sodium nitroprusside, tisanidine. In those, the, this enhanced uh, hypertensive effect. Uh, insulin and oral anti-diabetic agents has enhanced hypoglycemic effect. Cyclosporin, hyperkalemia may occur during concomitant use. Um, monitoring of serum potassium is recommended. Uh, with heparin, hyperkalemia as well may occur during concomitant use and uh, monitoring of serum potassium is recommended. Lithium concomitant use can increase plasma levels of lithium. Regular monitoring of serum lithium concentration is advised. NSAIDs and COX-2 inhibitors uh, can attenuate the antihypertensive effect and increase the risk of deteriorating renal function and hyperkalemia. Sacubetriol manufacturers of most ACE inhibitors advise avoiding concomitant use with sacubitril valsartan therapy and suggest the ACE inhibitor should not be initiated earlier than 36 hours after the last dose of sacubitril uh, valsartan. Spironolactone has increased risk of severe hyperkalemia. Use lowest possible dose of both drugs and monitor renal function uh, closely. Um, Regarding dose and titration, start with a low dose of ACE inhibitor and gradually titrate upwards, usually every two to four weeks depending on the drug, until the target blood pressure has been achieved or until the person has reached the maximum advised or tolerated dose of ACE inhibitor. Traditionally, the person is often advised to take the first dose in the evening to avoid feeling dizzy from a first dose hypotensive effect, then if the drug is well tolerated, subsequent doses can be taken in the morning. Check renal function and serum electrolytes one to two weeks after each upward titration. I measure blood pressure four weeks after each dose change. For people who are taking diuretics, if the person is taking low-dose diuretics, for example, bendroflumethazide, 2.5 mg daily, give a low starting dose of an ACE inhibitor. Refer people who are taking high-dose diuretics equivalent to 80 mg furosemide of more or more to secondary care to initiate an ACE inhibitor treatment. The ACE inhibitor should be initiated under special supervision and with careful clinical monitoring in those with severe heart failure or in those receiving multiple or high-dose diuretic therapy, for example, more than 80 mg of serosomy daily or its equivalent, receiving concomitant um, ARB or aliskeren, those with hypovolemia, with hypernatremia, 
uh, which is plasma sodium level less than 130. Those with hypotension, uh, systolic blood pressure below 90, with unstable heart failure, with hemodynamically significant left ventricular inflow or outflow impediment, such as stenosis of the aortic or mitral valve, those receiving high-dose vasodilator therapy, and those with known renovascular disease. Monitoring include uh, measuring renal function, uh, serum creatinine and estimated glomerular filtration rate, and serum electrolytes uh, before starting treatment. Check renal function and serum electrolytes one to two weeks after starting treatment and one to two weeks after each dose increase. Thereafter, check renal function and serum electrolytes annually unless clinical judgment or abnormal blood testing parameters indicate a need for more frequent monitoring. Check blood pressure four weeks after each dose titration. For people who are at high risk of hyperkalemia, or deteriorating renal function, for example, those with peripheral vascular disease, diabetes mellitus, or pre-existing renal impairment, or older people, consider checking renal function and some electrolytes sooner, uh, within one week. Abnormal test results management. Uh, some increase in serum creatinine and potassium is expected after starting or increasing the dose of ACE inhibitor. If the EGFR decreases by less than 25% or serum creatinine increases by less than 30%, do not modify the ACE inhibitor dose and recheck levels in a further one to two weeks. If EGFR decreases by 25% or more or serum creatinine increases by 30% of or more, investigate other causes of deteriorating uh, renal function such as volume depletion. Consider concurrent medication which would could contribute to deterioration in renal function and stop or reduce the dose where possible. For example, nephrotoxic drugs such as NSAIDs, vasodilators such as calcium channel blockers, uh, nitrates, potassium supplements or potassium sparring diuretics, uh, diuretics uh, consider dose reduction if the person is hypovolemic. If the decrease in EGFR or the increase in serum creatinine persists despite these measures, stop the ACE inhibitor therapy or reduce the dose to a previously tolerated lower dose and recheck levels in five to seven days. Add an alternative antihypertensive medication if required. If serum potassium is 5 millimoles per liter or above, investigate other causes of hyperkalemia and treat accordingly. Stop or reduce the dose of potassium spine diuretics, amyloride, triamterene, spinolactone, or nephrotoxic drugs such as NSAIDs. If serum potassium persists between 5 and 5.9 millimoles per liter despite these measures, Reduce the dose of ACE inhibitor to a previously tolerated lower dose and recheck levels in 5 to 7 days. Stop ACE inhibitors if serum potassium persists above 6 millimoles per liter despite these measures. So that's all about the angiotensin converting enzymes. I hope it's helpful. Thanks very much for listening. 
I'll speak to you in the next episode.